0: And You're very welcome to this week's edition of the Clash Act podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined in studio by fellow I suppose I call myself a Gorn man now, but fellow Gorn man, more of a Gorn legend than I'll ever be, Mr. Charlie Carter. Charlie, thanks a million for joining me today. No problem, it's great to be in. I'm allowed to adopt myself as a
1: Gorn man now, oh, are we? are after adopting you <laughs> even though you've gone down to the Blacks and Whites to train him there, <laughs> it's right? It's near enough. Pat Mead <laughs> was down there for long enough, so he, he, yeah, he can't grand. throw me out. Yeah, you're grand. Charlie, just, just, just
0: on, on, on where, we, where I want to start off with is the, the, the last number of years, you know, we've had. Covid hit we've had two or three years of it for you yourself you know what was that period of time like and how how has your life changed with all the stuff that went on
1: I suppose um, it's changed for a lot of people Eddie number one Um, I've done most of my work from at home for the last couple of years which you know I didn't see happening didn't see that coming down the road Um, I suppose it was back in February of February of 2020 wasn't it when it kind of hit in and sure like everyone else thought it would come and go fairly quickly but obviously as um the world found out it, it it was around for a good while and still around obviously but um we, no, we all had to learn to adapt to a head, but uh, look at uh, at the start, I suppose, it was definitely a lot more family time. People were kind of locked up and, you know, it was probably good, but, you know, it came a bit boring after a while though, Ellie. but uh, <laughs> when there was no matches and you couldn't go here and you couldn't go there and there was protocols and all this, but look at people have, have learned to adapt to it and uh, uh, hopefully it's fizzle, fizzling out now. and. Um, yeah, you know, just had to go home but I suppose the big one for me was working from home I'd say it was 90% of the time you know Like it is a massive change and I think it's interesting
0: you say it like if I had said to you five years ago you know could you do your job from home or could you do 80% of your job from home you probably would have told me no like
1: Oh I suppose looking, I, mean, I, I suppose I'm lucky enough that I don't have a long commute to Kilkenny anyway but and it was good to be in an office and, and uh, at times I, I was able to come and go from the office anyway when you'd be on the road uh, ripping but um um yeah, it was certainly a change. Um I, I would have been used to being out and about and maybe in Langtons a couple of times during the week for a bit of lunch and meeting people, but all that was gone and, and uh you know, sometimes you know, you kinda when you're when you stay home for a while you kinda get into a bit of a rush and I mean, now I even find it hard to find hard to go to matches. I mean, I'm I sitting down on a Sunday, you know, have the, the dinner and sit down and watch a couple of matches. But, you know, I, I didn't have the real grow when I came back to go into league matches that I would have usually went to for some reason. And maybe it's down to the style of hurling that's been played in the modern game as well, but maybe you're touching that later on. But, um, ah, just uh, things are definitely changed. And did, like, did you miss like you're always involved with teams
0: and I've seen that like I've seen you know with St Martins and Wexford there and more recently I see you there involved in, in Meishel you know you've you've been on the line with teams and since you've retired and stopped playing yourself and and people sometimes they don't realise like for me personally I felt the two years when the six months or seven months where there was no GEA where there was no training there was no you're trying to do these things on Zoom and you're trying to talk I found that Awful hard because the training side of it is—it's
1: nearly like a drug getting down there, and you need to be out in the and on the field. You know, I mean, you might see little things during the training session that you—you you can, uh, you mean, give a bit of coaching to a, to a player there and then. But you know, uh, on Zoom, you can't really coach anyone on Zoom, Eddie. Uh, but the—I um, suppose at the time it was after doing four years with Sam Martin's in Wexford, and. Um, Say it wasn't taxing but it, it was time consuming going up and down yeah. I mean it was kind of a four and a half hour round trip by the time you'd be down and trying coaching and train, coaching, train and, and back home so uh, maybe I was gassed out just when Covid came anyway and I was probably going to take True a, a break. I, I was due a break anyway and I had great intentions I said look we'll go off and do a bit travelling or something for uh, this year and uh, obviously Covid came no one went anywhere that year so um then uh, I, I, this year, the start year, um, I got a phone call from uh, Robbie Foley down in um, in Meichel and he said, "I'm taking all, taking on, on Meishel this year. Would you meet me for a few minutes?" So I went down to Larrabeglin and been down the road close to Balfours, and um, I ended up back in the field again. You know, so it's good to get back out again. I suppose.
0: A hundred percent, yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure Meisler are delighted to have you there are working. Mean, I, I, I very funny was actually in a, in a pub last week and I bumped into a guy, I don't know who he was, and he just said to me, Where are you living? You're not local. And I said, I live in Gorn. And he said, Oh, I'm doing a bit of hurling. He says, But my he says, uh, Charlie Carter's involved. He said, It's great. He said, Because our forwards are useless. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just started laughing. I said to him, I, I'm going to just guess you're playing in the backs. And he said, Yeah, I'm a back. He said, If we had forwards, we'd win the All Ireland. And I just, I said, Poor Charlie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I a bit of work to do, Ireland. That's part and parcel of it. And
0: then one of the things, like, it was a real, it was a real highlight and it was a real crap thing as well at the same time. I got a text off of you kind of leading up to Leperstown you you know you were anxious you as your horse running at Christmas you were mad to get up there and you wanted to go and next thing the news filtered through you know I was just sending a text and I got a text back straight away that Leperstown's going behind closed doors and I was thinking Jesus you know it's and then of course look you got to be there yourself. Uh,
1: the horse went, how you both went and done the business? Yeah, it was a strange time, Ari, I suppose, look at when you go on to I would have went to lepersdown on Christmas for years and years and years and she used to twenty or 25,000 there, but obviously there was only I think about fifteen or 1,600 there, I think it was just club members and, and uh, one thing or another. But look at it, um, you know, the the horse obviously won, but we, we thought we had a decent chance going up without, obviously we running into the likes of uh, Willie Mullins and Gordon and Henry de was um but, um, you know, so you wouldn't be counting your chickens when them lads oh. have Christmas time at Leverstown. But as I said to someone, I, I I didn't go into the prayer ring before the race and look over at the trophy and say, I'll be back for you in 10 minutes. Anyway, should sure, look, I we went into the prayer ring, and when the horse went down to the start and went up to the stand, and, you know, it was so, so strange just to see maybe 30 or 40 people, and you know how big the stand yeah. is in Leppertown. <laughs> like, there was actually no one there, really, uh, 30 or 40 people in the stand, and a couple of bookies. There was about five bookies there for the day and and um the horse went out in front anyway and just, you know, across from the stand it's about four furlongs from home and well, the horse was still going all right, <laughs> you know, so so we're coming to the second last there's a there's a, uh, across the top of the track there's a there's a hurdle and he jumped it well and Willie's was in second and made a little bit of a mistake and you know stole another lint out, out of the field and I waited on here to take him around the bend and I'd uh, show him and <laughs> then I didn't I kind of realised the oh, because We still have one jump to you know. No I've seen I've seen so many times a horse coming to the last anywhere you know, not just Leopardstown and you know all your dreams will <laughs> go up in smoke. So we kept our powder dry until he jumped the last. And I say after he jumped the last, I, I tell you, you wrote him home oh, I wrote him on myself. <laughs> say that. It was uh, no, it was just a great experience just to lead one up in Leopardstown And you know it's kind of a little bit by default that really you know the horse was going to be sold a few times and didn't work out. So, because uh, I, I don't usually bring them on to racing, and to the racing stage, I usually sell them in stores. You know, either in in golfs or landra or in tattersalls. But uh, for one reason or another, the horse didn't sell at the sales, and when you don't sell a three-year-old at the sales, it's a case of having to go the road then. What yeah, right? yeah. I mean by that has been you got to put your hand in your pocket and train, <laughs> pay the training bills for, you know, for you know four or five months before you you know you have. Something or nothing. So, but the fairness of the horse, he kept giving the right vibes the whole way along. And, and uh, you were confident he I, I was confident I had a decent horse without, you know, to try to, to win a race at Leprosy on Christmas is just so, so hard. And, um, you know, it, I, I suppose it was as good a buzz as probably the big, best buzz I got out of anything since, the you know, let's say, let's win All Ireland or the club, which I even put it probably ahead of the All Ireland because the club in 96 was just the greatest day ever, you know, uh, when you're at your old mates. And uh, yeah. I think that was the biggest buzz I got since, you know, standing up in Nolan Park sh- singing Ciampioli's, championis, Ciampioli's <laughs> with the rest of, the- of my buddies, you know. So, so you put Leprechaun just below that. Yeah, just below that. But, you know I mean, uh, as regards, I, I've had a couple of horses that I've bred and sold that have ran in, in uh, Cheltenham and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but have seen that. Like but, um, you know, to... To breed one, be there the night he was born, uh, bring him through to, to four four year old and win a race in It's you know, it's it's hands on stuff, yeah. It's, it's a long road, do you know what I mean It's a long road from a, to the, a foal is born till till he wins, uh, as a four year older. And there's so many things that can go wrong as well. Oh, god, oh, mate, we should look at that. You know, it's simple, you either like horses or you don't. And, uh, and my father, uh, gave me the love of horses years ago and I never lost it you know
0: and it is because cause I'd associate you with James Doyle's yard there as well a bit um. you know you've both been very lucky with a few of the horses that you've worked on it was James's
1: sister that was training this horse yeah and it was just by chance that, um, that I ended up with James um, I had a horse some years ago and uh, I wanted a runner and uh, I'd be good friends with Colin Bow with the train horses and uh, show jumpers from years ago. I remember ringing Colin and said, Look at Colin, I have a dysphilia. said, What do you charge? It says, For, you know, just, and he, he said, Blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, so that's Gran. I said, Will you take down the horse? It says, and we we'll see what, what she like. So he sent up James. James was young at the time, uh, or younger than he is now, anyway. But uh, he sent up James and he was going to do a pre training on the horse. And the horse ended up never leaving the yard. And she won a point of first time out in Drumahan, uh a horse called Maria's Benefit. And uh, we saw her in uh, in Cheltenham sales years ago and she went on to win eight races and a couple of black type races. So that was a great help to, you know, anyone breeding horses, if they know what black type is, they'll under, you know, yeah know, that, 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 that's, that's what you need on your page. And uh, so she, she gave the old, uh, family a good boost, you know, and... Um, and uh, look, since then I've never gone away from James because we've been lucky together, you know. So that's just the way
0: it worked out. No, it's brilliant, Charlie. You're obviously you know a, a breeder, and 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 it's great to see that side of it you your work and you're working family man and everything else. But the thing most people and obviously the Clash Act being a hurling podcast, they you know we we look back on hurling careers and like you've had a, you've had a wonderful career. But where I want to start off is is in Goran because anyone that doesn't know Goran, like Goran's a small. It's a small community. It's not a big, massive area with with a huge catchment. But when you were growing up, there was a there was a glut. Like like I I, I watched back the '96 game um, earlier in the week just to try and bring my head because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't there in '96. So I sat through it and it was great because I had to watch it in fifteen sections. It was yes. it's, it's, it's in it's in each segment. But like when I was looking at the team and I knew this anyway from the history and from looking at pictures in, in, in clears and places like that. There must have been, kind of when you were in, say, high infants and first class and second class and third class, there must have been a lovely little crop of really good herders on the way. Like
1: what, how did it happen? What nurtured that into into fruition, we'll say? Look, I suppose we arrived in Gordon, say, in school, maybe 1975 or 76. And you had, we were lucky to have two teachers, great teachers that were there in in John Ox and Dick O'Neill. And, um, you know, that's where it all started from, really. You know, that time, you know, everyone bring out their hurl to school, which hasn't happened all, all uh, lately everywhere. Um, I know up to a couple of years ago in Gordon, only third, fourth and fifth and sixth may, may have brought the hurls. But that time everyone brought the hurl. You found your own little patch on the field in in, in the school and you tipped away uh, and that, that's where it came from. Then we developed into, you know, I suppose it was strange when when you sat down that day, who's you know that the greatest one of the greatest hurlers of all time was sitting across from you in in like you know, and, and at the other side, you had to be quite chap who's not quite anymore in in Neal at the other side, yeah, yeah. you know, and plenty more good lads as well that went on to hurl well. Um, just a lucky bunch came together that were nurtured well by 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 John O'x and Dick O'neil, you know. And like, did did he? like
0: almost instantly start getting that success, like I, you know. At, at, at underage and the club, you know, was it under tens, under twelves, under fourteens? When you think back to them times, was were the periods that you know you must have started winning quite quickly?
1: Um, well, I suppose we were in fourth class. I think we were making the the, the school team. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be nipping around in the corners and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Egypt you know, was going well, and, and uh, I, I played in goal. Would you believe it? At the time, and. and um, I remember one day a, ball, a few balls came in anyway and, and I think they went into the niche and the, Mr. I can still hear Mr Knox coming around. He says, you can actually stop the ball, he says. But what was happening was when the ball was coming in, I wasn't stopping it. I was actually just pulling it. And for the five good ones that I get, I might have missed two or three. <laughs> you know. so we adjusted a little bit and it yeah, worked out all right. So um, Then when we got to fifth class, fifth and sixth class, Um, something that doesn't happen too often we actually won the Ryan 12 two years in a row the the league and the championship which for a country club would be would be huge and um, you know just again just a good bunch of hurlers came together and and and, and sometimes you need a bit of luck. I remember being up in Shipton, which is in 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 Right, it's a, it's a, where Nicholas teen's uh, home place yeah. is. And you know Nicholas from the rest of but Anyone that ever went to school matches will know where Shipton is. And there's a, there was a chap playing corner forward. So I think it was a semi-final or quarter-final. And we were two points down, but maybe a minute to go. And this uh, the chap's name is Patrick Horgan, right? And he didn't hurl much after. You mean, he, and he tell you that himself, but he became a legend overnight in our eyes because the ball was going wide and didn't Patrick pop Patrick, up the hurl anyway. I don't know. I gave him a. a We'd we'll say you give it a flick anyway. I would say that <laughs> anyway, and we got it ended up in the niche and we moved on, and definitely, you know, it's a difference. That was the difference. We probably winning the county final there and then, or or losing and be moving on. So, yeah, so you need a bit of luck as well. So, uh, but you know, it was down to Mister O'Neill and, and Mister Knox. So. And
0: then, like when you when you come out of Gore National School, you go into St. Cairns, which, like. I suppose from from me where I came from at home and at home when you when we left our national school which was a small national school even though I'm from a big town but we were in a small area we went into Marist College and when you went into the Marist it's a bit like St Cairns in the sense that there's every club in the county now has sent in all their big guns and now in bounces. Small Charlie Carter and the lads from Gorn, and you have to try and find your patch here.
1: Oh yeah, and, and I mean this Cairns was, you I know, mean, that's where I I was sent to DJ and and Pat went went to Cairns, and yeah, you would have known the 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 hurlers that you played again, uh, albeit not that well. Uh, I suppose young lads know each other more now through social media, one thing or another. But that time, um, you knew who they were, but. Um, uh, then you go. It was first year trials. You know what I mean. It was back to square one again. You had to fight, as you said, you had to fight for your place. And and uh, do you remember the first year trials were uh, the teams were hoping to know was bored. You know what I mean? And and that's where you uh, either you showed up or you didn't show up. And, and it,
0: like because you know it's 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 very easy to to pick out the Charlie, the DJ, and the Pat O'Neill twenty years after their careers. In first year, did a coach spot. Charlie, DJ, Pat O'Neill and straight away say right, That's these are going into
1: these teams or, or, or was it... Um, oh God, you'd have that as a coach now, I suppose <laughs> that's for me to say but, but I did make the I, I did make the juvenile team first year uh, which was uh, yeah, it's probably uh, it was a good starting ground and we won the Leinster it was only Leinster we used to only go yeah. to the Leinster final last stage and uh, we played the, uh, CBS in the in the final in Northern Park one then. Uh, and we won it, so that was, that was a great start to to, to Kieran's life. And but, you know, do some fine hurlers and Adrian Ron, and done a lot more lads Dick Dooley, and a lot more lads there at that time it was you know super team. And then, like as you as you progressed on into into
0: minor, you started getting so obviously you're still going well with your club, mm. um, and we, and we've we've a great foundation here at the moment. We've you know the centerpiece of a of a very strong team is probably coming along. Kilkenny Miners then you know you were lucky enough to, to, to break into Kilkenny Miner panel yeah. as well
1: so I suppose look at uh, I did um, I did, did the at the time I, and I, then I was the first one to first bunch uh, to do the transition year the year after and I did half a forge here and at that time I could see not knowing I was going to go farming and uh, I got an opportunity to to to, to Teddy. <laughs> and, uh, I I I finished up uh, as you know in January of uh, I was seventeen at the time, and uh, so I did miss out on uh, an all Ireland Colleges with Cairns, but in the meantime, uh, you know there was a minor league going on where you had Norky Kenny, Soka Kenny, Awfully Leash, Dublin, and that, and uh, I was asked into the trials for that. And I I did well over the five or six weeks and, and that was my path to, to a minor panel. And, um, you know, funny enough, maybe if I had been in Cairns, I mightn't have made the minor panel because the Cairns, the all Iron uh, team was under eighteen and a half, you know, and that half the half year brings in a lot of lads into it, uh, exactly. and you'd have to fight against them as well. So, you know, I got a grand run with the with the North Minor Kikini team and did well, and that that gave me the the confidence to to yeah you know, when I got into the minor panel, you know. And when
0: when when I ask you, and it's 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 pretty hard for you to look back and try and and, and remember something like this, but when I ask you to to think back to say. You know, your first year in school in St. Cairns, like the levels always step up. And when you actually went from playing, say, from the, the North Kilkenny team or the South Kilkenny team to actually playing for the proper Kilkenny minor team, like, was there a notable step up in.
1: There was, but I got great confidence was playing that, that that North Minor, with North Minor Kilkenny team. For some reason, I don't know why, but it just kind of set me on my way. If there's a point in time where. I wasn't going particularly well in Kieran's I remember, before the, I, I finished up in it. Um, I don't know if I was making the, the junior team that year, um, or the senior team, whoever it was, but uh, I remember when I got on the, that North Minor team, for some reason, like any corner forward, I must have got a few scores early on. And Any corner forward gets a few scores early in the game. He'll always play well for the rest of the game, but certainly I got confidence, though, playing that, minor, uh, that North Minor team. And- just just because like, I, I really value your opinion
0: on, on, on certain things. The, the minor age, you just made a comment about 18 and 18 and a half. Mm. A couple of years ago with COVID, the minor All-Ireland was postponed for a year. Now I was lucky enough that I got to go and do the commentary of the rescheduled minor All-Ireland, if you get me, Kenny against Galway with Ronnie. Mm. And when I went up, watched the game and I was blown away by it. This was big hits, there was brilliant hurling and it was massive. And when all finished and radio was being packed away, I said to Ronnie, that's the best minor match I've seen in about 10 years. And he said, that's the first minor match you've seen in about 10 years because the age dropping back to 17. Can you see any reasoning behind that move? No, I
1: think they need to go back to 18 and 21 again. I I, I, I do think it's too young. You know what I mean? Under 17 is too young. And... um, do you know, I see chaps there. I know what's going on with like Kenny at the moment, and and uh, because you took you take the under twenty match last uh, Monday night in yeah. Carlow, right? And you know, a county Leinster or a Leinster final should be a, a big occasion and can any clubs put um, fi- the fixtures put on minor league matches on the same night club minor league matches on the same night it's just its just wrong uh, you know young lads if they want to aspire to being great hurlers they've got to get them to the matches the inter-county matches so you know they can look at their see how bad yeah, be. yeah I, I thought it was wrong that, to see uh, and it's happened a good few times lately where there's county matches on and uh, club matches on the same time especially Leinster final you know what I mean title on the lane
0: <laughs> yeah but I just I just kind of felt I don't know and it's, there's probably far smarter people than me making these decisions but first of all like, granted it to me because it was a Monday night and I, I was free but the truth of the matter is it's a Leinster under 20 final I think they're condensing it so it's nearly rushed um, this rule that you can't play a senior and then step back to play for the under 20s like crazy stuff I, 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 was only, I was sitting beside well, one of the we love lads. going back
1: to play when we were on the senior panel in say, 1990 91 and we're eligible to play under twenty one at the same. is we love going back. It was kind of a freshness, you know. There was.
0: I, I actually said, and,
1: and brilliant crack because you were back with the the your lads that you grew up uh, all along, came
0: up all along, you know. You See, and I actually said this to one of the lads the other day. I said I can guarantee you, if you go and ask any inter county hurler that went from playing senior hurling that was allowed to go back and play under twenty one, you will find none that will say I hated it or I felt I had to. No, 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 it's no. I said because. Uh, and I don't mean this in a wrong way, but like I would like to think, if you take a player like Owen Cody, now I know Owen's not eligible under twenty, but if he was under twenty one, he'd probably be under AB eligible. Him stepping back
1: and hurling in a game like that, you know, he'd light it up. He'd, he'd love it. So you know, and, and and I think you play with a bit more freedom. Yeah, no, it's a, just a few things the GA have done over the last few years, and that's definitely one of allowed under twenty under twenty ones to play. Look at Cahill O'Neill there Limerick. Uh, yes, you know. Um, Limerick have a fine side, and take, can he run to up their game to you know to, to 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 win it? But you know that chap would love to be playing with, uh, but, but he, he should be. There's yeah, no, he should be. No, I totally, I totally, um, I, I, I think it's wrong. And
0: like the, the argument that's being put forward, because I've I've asked the question, and I was told, oh, it's exams. But like what they've done by moving it to seventeen, I actually think kids doing the inter-cert now or the junior cert are now affected by well,
1: I, it. I know those... You know, well they brought back one group, one you know down from under twenty one to under twenty, but the other way the curriculum, you know, there's now an extra year in the curriculum, so it's, uh, the chaps in the eleven start are actually playing under twenty, not minor, minor, yeah. minor anymore. So, so you, you know, the GA, is it is it a GA thing that I, I often wonder a
0: congress? I'd be killed for saying this, but I don't care. but A congress. Do sometimes people have to
1: talk and come up with something to justify being there? I agree with you. And to look at the penalties last night, poor Claire getting knocked out in penalties. I know they're still uh, in the in the they still in the competition, the alarm competition. But to get knocked out in penalties last night, uh, you know after after the exhibition they gave for the for length of time it was, it was you know, it was cruel. See again it's
0: because everything's been so rushed and condensed. Now I heard, because I want to go back to your club in a second, I heard Pats Beland saying the stupidest thing of all time and he's a great fella but he said about having, I don't know if you've seen this on the Sunday game the other day. No, but he comes out with
1: some clangers. Oh, this was a
0: brilliant one. Now maybe you'd agree with him. He said that, you know, the split season is a disaster. I'm happy enough to go with him on this one, right? Because I'm, I'm fearful for clubs. Yeah. I'm fearful. So I agree with you. That we could lose players if they go travelling or whatever and it will happen across the country this year. But he said, he had a great idea. What he was going to do was a split season where you do the Hurling Inter-County Championship from January to June or July and then you do the football championships at county level from July to December and then we've got our brand. And see Charlie, when you're in Kilkenny and it's Hurling and it's Hurling focused and that's the main one, that's acceptable Mm. but you go to Galway you go to Cork you go to Dublin and try and manage a club team where half of your players are gone for one half of the season to play Hurling and then when you get them back they have to go
1: again the other half are gone playing football like to me, I don't, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it, the way it was. That's it that's what I was just I'm gonna just gonna say. To be honest with you, sometimes you're, you're trying to make things better that don't or fix things that don't need fixing. I suppose is the way uh, you mean, chaps gone on J ones and they're entitled to go on J ones. Yeah. They went and you know they went maybe uh, in the May till the middle of August and then they came back uh, and the championship was in the middle of September. Grant. what's if you know, it no, like,
0: mm-hmm. the, you're preaching to the converted yeah, yeah. I, I think what they're going to find out and these things always take a couple of years but yeah. the GEA take about 10 years to fix their mistakes to make that these kids this year we're going to see like I see it with my own club I know I, I, I'm i looking at a couple of boys in the eyes and I know only one lad's came to me so far he's the boss to tell me he's gone Yeah, but there's going to be two or three more there's going to be inter-county lads coming back to their clubs and they're going to be telling their clubs I'm sorry I'm heading off to
1: i us say below with Devona and just two or 3 of them going and I couldn't stop him I wouldn't stop him No The Championship is going to be over in Carlow, uh 27th of July They ain't going to be back before the 27th of July uh, even if they got to the county final you know and it wouldn't be any good to you. you know, no we're around, not training
0: and, and all but you have and, to
1: live your life like Oh yeah and, and look at this I, I wouldn't give out to anyone, especially what happened the last couple of years with COVID and you know I mean everyone locked up and stuff like that. So but yeah. you mean if they were go back to the old way you know it was now I know in Carlo they have the football after that, you know I mean? But so it's just there's so much going on it is so much going on. It is but I think the GEA doesn't do itself
0: favours that, that they you have a brilliant brand. And I think in fairness to Spalan, the point he was trying to make was that we're rushing what is an absolutely savage brand that people love to see and we're going to have the whole season over by the end of July The cha- as in the, the county is spectacle is finished and he said what was wrong with an All-Ireland final in the first weekend
1: in September and the third weekend in September I saw nothing wrong with it but you mean even at the moment though, the matches are coming so taking uh, taking fast it. You you can't even enjoy the moment, Do you know what I mean? No, just the next one's around the corner straight away. Like and you know, the effort that, that the players have to be put in. Certainly, you mean it, it's, certainly they're professional at this stage. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I I don't know whether I'd like to be an inter county hurler, hurler at the moment. Uh, I think I'm happy when I, when I when I did or you know what I mean? It, it's can't uh, it's gone through the roof. Do you know what I mean? We trained hard in our time and um, and we did train hard and. Um, Hurled hard. Uh, but we had a bit of a life outside of uh, Ireland, you know. There isn't a life anymore. Oh, if you want to be a county order, that's the end of your life uh, while you're at that, Yeah. You know. And Back to
0: you, back to your own career. Like, you got called into the Kilkenny panel, 1990-91, which the managers
1: was the, the lucky man to give you your big break. Uh, uh, Dermot Healy was the first man to ask me down to a challenge match in Tipperary. And what happened was... Um, that time, there was cl- around the club matches and, and there was a pitch being opened in Kildangan or somewhere down in Tipperary. And uh, I say a few lads cried off after the club matches and I got a late call him, and he by God, I didn't have to be asked a second time. So, you know, when you're an 18 year old, I think it was only 18 at the time and, 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 and a light 18 year old at the time. And going into the dressing room and sitting down beside Christy Heffernan, I, I can remember to this day, Christy took out his boots out of the bike. And they were double the size of my boots. <laughs> they were size seventeen, I think, <laughs> Robbie Boots. You know, they come up the side, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I could never forget it. But, you know, Christy would have been one of my idols, obviously, after um, after winning 82 A2 and 83. A2 and A2 and, uh, so that was, I think I, I, I got a couple of points and, and that was the end of that for, for that year, you know. Uh, it was great, though. It was, it was so, I really enjoyed it. it some even so as. So um, I, I was a whole junior in 1919 under 21 and it was going reasonably well at the time and we won both the junior under 21 and uh, Ollie was, Oli um, Ollie Oli Welch, Lord Mercy and was um, obviously then the the Kakenny manager. He was the junior manager of that year in 1990 and uh, he brought on a few was in for the in for uh, the panel so we played Dublin I think it was October uh, 1990 in Nolan Park and uh, God, I, got, I, I got picked to play corner forward and at the time in October the weather was good and the ground was hard and um, I was marking a guy called Colm O'Gillicon I think he was playing corner back for Dublin anyway but the big the big ball Christie was playing beside me anyway and what a better lad you could you couldn't have a better lad playing beside you Every time he caught the ball, he just looked for you and passed it out to you. He, <laughs> he made me day that day anyway, because I think we ended up scoring 1 4 the same day. It was, it was yeah, I came in anyway. And I can remember, uh, it was Ollie, as I said, it was Ollie's first match, and the media were all around Ollie. And Ollie was a terrible jovial character altogether. And they said, Yeah, Ollie, what way are you going to train him? He says, Huh? He, goes, says, Ollie. he says, Very simply, He says, You can train a young lad whatever you want. He said, Well, I know lad, little and nothing. And I was over on the bench at the far side and I heard it and I laughed, but it was something I never forgot later on in life. When I got a beholder, when I said over the 30 mark, the little nothing became very important than, than bursting yourself in yeah, a one off situation. Yeah. 80, I never forgot, I never forgot, uh, you know, it stuck with me for life and even if it was training, some of the boys in, in uh, Mysell, if there was a couple of lads, you know, over the 30 said, you just need to tip away there slowly you now and build it up slowly rather than bursting yourself, you know. Uh, because I've gone through that period in my life where you can't do what a, a 20 a 30 year old no. is to do, you know. in so breaking them up like you're I breaking know, them down. I was, I was, you know, go back to the match anyway. That was, it worked out well. God, I thought I'd cracked I thought i cracked it, you know. This is easy. Two weeks later, we we're, were playing Cork and Parky Cueve, and it rained for the two weeks. It buckled it down. And um, Parky Cueve, the old Parky Cueve was a bug. This call it was a bug, and after 25 minutes, I think Ollie gave me the curly finger. He says He probably says, Son, you're not ready for this. Yeah, he says, I got bogged in the mud, mud so then I just you couldn't use So I like, couldn't work at all. Yeah, I mean, so Ali gave us, so it was a kind of a reality check fairly, fairly quickly in life, but uh, yeah, so we, we were from there. So Ollie was the first man, and um, Ollie sure passed away then, and, and um. Nicky Brennan took it on then. It? it was around ninety five. Um, and then Kevin Finley came in the year after, ninety eight, and got to the final. Uh,
0: like Nicky, Nicky was over the team in ninety five, and at the same time now Goren are starting to, Goren are starting to really rock. Um, at this point, is Kevin Finley over Goren at that, in that oh, year? Yes,
1: uh, Kevin was over ninety two when we beat. Uh, Conaghy in the in intermediate. intermediate final. So, and Kevin stayed from 92 right through to 96. Oh, God, my remember he was there in 96. I mean, did he take a year off in between? I think he was still there with us, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, that and it took us a while now, You mean, when we came up with uh, Intermediate, and we had a fairly experienced team, it took us a while to earth even in senior. The steps are there for a reason. Well, no, I was yeah. just going to say, like you're and not we, going we, to... We fell into a relegation semi-final one year and, and got out of it and... Um, we played uh, I said we kind of got a bit of a break remember the, the year the streaker you might have heard of the streaker yes, in, yeah, in Ballet Hill we were playing a, a good Glenmore, Glenmore team, Glenmore team pattern, and there was it was about yeah, yeah. 15 I don't know it was surely 10,000 at the Ballet Hill in sunny evening anyway and and um, but to, uh, we won't talk about the streaker any. Of that. <laughs> Woody, what happened? Willie does blame the streaker for uh, Glenmore losing that game. It definitely didn't do us any harm anyway. Oh, no. the, streaker, the streaker was above the other end, and while that was going on, we were banging in a couple of goals. Uh, the other end. <laughs> but right. they were probably coming to the end of their tether. They were a great side, like you know, from the late eighties uh, into into up to ninety six. And uh, you know, to beat them, um, that, that evening below in, in Hill was probably you know. Uh, yeah, you know, just, uh, just, just showed just uh, showed that you, we could, you know, do it. Like you know, got great confidence over that game. You know,
0: and then see, so you, you won, you won. Obviously, your intermediate team. You're up. You've had maybe four years now at at senior. So, like again, as I said, I watched the '96 game the other day. Um, one of the things I loved watching it is because I see the characters because like, these boys would have all been retired since I've came here so you'd see I think, uh, Owen Farrell was playing Pa Farrell was playing Brian Farrell was playing there was a lot of Farrells playing a lot of Farrells <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, I, think, I think Martin was in the goal um, I can't remember who hit the ball you got a goal early enough in that game um,
1: the, the first day of the drawing game yeah I got a goal early on um, what do you mean? I suppose memory I'll have it, is the ball coming across to me for for the replay Ollie Carter hit a ball and uh, I caught it. And there was this lad coming kind of around me on the full burst. And I thought it was DJ. And by God, I mean, I was in a great position. I was kind of holding the ball up, waiting for him to, waiting for DJ to come around the corner, pass it to him, and he wouldn't and buried it. And I, I see the lad coming, I pass it, and he caught it. And suddenly I realised it was Jack not DJ <laughs> I said oh <laughs> we got him further time he Julie went in and stuck it in the net and uh, you know that was you it <laughs>
0: you're, you're regretted for a second
1: uh, was kind of, oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh he took it on the full burst and went in and buried it buried it and I can still see Fran uh, Fran, uh Cantwell in the goal and, and I was marking who was the corner, cornerback I got the one complete through the hurling to the net with disgust um, afterwards yeah. You know. But but that moment, because a lot of people
0: don't, they don't see these things as defining moments in their in their lives and the whole lot. I talk to the lads in work, and they tell me, they'd reenact that game for me? You know, did reenact the session after the crack, the party? Like for Gorn,
1: this was just hysteria. This was heaven. Yeah, well, we had never won that senior title before, and. You know, we had won a lot underage, you know. And um a lot of the lads we had hurled a bit hurled again had gone on to win senior titles and they had to hand their locker, you know what I mean? And we wanted to, you know, we wanted to join that club because we knew we were good enough to do it and uh, uh yeah. And uh so we had a good bunch of lads at the time and um did we get the most out of ourselves? No, maybe not. Uh we won two, we got to five finals, won two, lost three. I know, you know the regret is there that if you have to be 3-2 the other way you would be happier yeah, you know like
0: it was it was one of the things
1: that I looked at you know
0: when you, when you look at the team on paper and you say you know that was a particularly strong side and then when I look at like from 96 to 2004 there's there's all your county finals it's a nine year period yeah. uh, you know
1: there was other there was other decent teams around' yeah, no, or, no, 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 <laughs> they weren't just in so uh, You know, we had serious battles with Johnstown and Bally Callen and Dixboro. you know especially Johnstown and Bally Callen, serious battles with them before the village uh, yeah, and the village as well obviously which, um, they were great times I, you know what I mean great times Dunhamaghan two finals against them as well yeah Dunamagan came up from it was great going out with Dunhamaghan to come up uh, you know win junior into me since senior, you know, I think it was three re- years in a row. It was serious, unheard of, mm, and a bit unusual to get relegated next year. But you yeah, know, that's just. But that, the point of making it, I'm not having to go. Just no. the, the point of making is the competition is so tight. Do you know what I mean? This you could either win one, win or be relegated in Kilkenny. You know that's just the way it is. In '96 was it '96? She got beaten in the Leinster final. Or was Yeah, it, it was again Rathnewer in Olin Park and. and um, I think the fact we had won our first idea. I don't think we're ready for those two. Did you go mad? We went ballistic Okay It's called Spade Spade now We went ballistic um, Yeah look at the There's no one <laughs> If we had it back again uh, we'd probably change a few things but <laughs> look at Would you though? Know?
0: <laughs> oh, we're so great <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, it's one of the ones I, I listened to
0: Tom Dempsey the other day and he said that when, when Wexford won the Leinster title and he was involved he missed the, the, there was a homecoming for the Leinster title then because it was the first win in 18 years but he missed it because he had to go to a wedding in Sligo yeah. but he said they went back training on the Tuesday night and he said there was bodies everywhere like these people were in an awful state and he said Liam Griffin called them all in and just said to them look is this it Are we enough now or do we want more and they said no we, we kind of want more and he said that we're dying like, yeah, and Liam yeah, said yeah. we'll go home and we'll come back tomorrow night and train like you could imagine if, if Kevin probably was front and centre with the celebration so he wasn't going to bring you into the field and say have you enough I'm sure it was we ah, sure, Look looking, you know yourself the first
1: time ever in 100% the we, we really really enjoyed it. We, we, we didn't even think what was coming down the road with the Leinster title the Leinster campaign you know <laughs> and Ratnyor had won three or four at the time they were experienced you had Jimmy Hula still hurling and yeah. so on and so forth and you know they, I'm sure the one that they had the county final that they had just won you know didn't I know it meant as much to them but they were probably had better crack when they the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, because it is,
0: it is, it is something you see. I remember um, there was a team in Wexford a couple of about twenty years ago, and they won the intermediate title. And I got a phone call from one of my mates in Westmead, and he asked me, "Did the team will remain unnamed?" Uh, and he said, "Do you know anything about this team?" And I said, "Well, I know the draft to win the intermediate title. there like." today like yeah, yeah. I said why and he said oh we're playing them tomorrow in the first round of Leinster and I said well you're safe enough because <laughs> I said they've shut the whole street the town like I said these lads are going to be travelling up and you know at the time yeah. and I, I spoke to their manager after and he said to me we had one job and that was win the intermediate title it didn't matter anything after that's a bonus he said and he I think they actually accepted to play the first round of Leinster the next day because they didn't care yeah, yeah. and, and not but saying, by the
1: time I came around the second time in 2002 like we were in the celebrations were short and sweet and Knuckle down, again. down for oh, it. totally different and how did that run in Leinster go uh, we got to Leinster final again bar and that was the uh, real oh, wet was day the worst day I ever hurled in it was cold as, bitter as there was sleet falling I seen lads going in at half time and getting up under the heater to extreme and warm themselves up that bad it was that bad you yeah, know the, the pitch wasn't playable now. no it should have never been played and it was known all week you mean that the Sunday was going to be a, a howler of a day I remember playing golf in Gordon the following Sunday Sunday morning and it was a lovely day. So and there was no rush. There was going to be no it was central final. The next match wasn't going to be till February. You know, you had your February and then you oh had yes, your Patrick's Day. Was. You know, so there was no rush on the match. But look at Borough had a serious, serious team. And um would we have heard better on a on a dry day? Probably would. Would Borough? They as well. too, yeah, yes. Yeah. There were you know yeah, the Wheelands, you had the Pilkingtons yeah, the Hannafies, they were you mean they, they were a serious outfit, you know. Yeah, it wasn't Seriously. like you got beaten by some junior B no, team no, no, that's no. having a first day at of the no, office either. No, it was I know what the score was it was a, was the lowest score than day anyway. So that's and,
0: and during that period, so we we'll, we we'll, we we'll jumped from club over to county, right? Mm-hmm. So during that period you would have had um Nicky Brennan. Manager, you would have been had a lot of experience with Kevin, mm. uh, obviously with Goren. Then then Kevin Kevin takes the Kickenny job, I think it was only a year with Kevin, That's was it? it? Yeah. Um, so you had a year under Kevin, and then in comes uh, Brian Cody. Yeah. Uh, just from from Charlie Carter's experience as a player, say, from 1991 92 the trainings you were getting to now we're up to 97, 98 or you know, around that time. Um did the training, did the whole routine, did it change slowly or was this something that was
1: evolving No no slowly, slowly at that time. Um, you know, I suppose I was younger when I started. I, I was younger when I started, and I was I was working at home, farming at home, and um, you know, if you ask me to jump over the gate, I just jump over the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, I was a fiddle, but I suppose you know we were getting more mature, you know, as a bunch as well. I mean, you're now six years, six years, seven years on. Like you know, you're not the eighteen or nineteen year old anymore. Uh, time time had moved on. Uh, I suppose ninety one, ninety two, three team had come and gone. Struggled a bit in 94, 95, uh even 96. 96 was probably the first year that I really felt at home on the team and, and did reasonably well, even though I played in 95, um the good year in 96. 97 was um the back door where Wex where we got beaten in Leinster and then we went on to play Galway in Turles. It was the year that DJ went B- bananas. He had a great game. Uh, the rest was could instead of at home because he just. He <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was but we, we had a terrible first half. Uh, it didn't feel right. It was the, first of all, it didn't feel like we got better in the Leicester final, right? By, by Wexford, I think it was. So suddenly, you know, you're hitting You're usually out at that stage. You know, yes. and go back to your club and go play a club championship or whatever. But you know, suddenly, two weeks later, we rock on to Turlisson even though we knew we were in it we didn't feel like we should be in it that we were not that we were the first team anyway. to play yeah I just got we got that yeah, I, well I did anyway and, and uh, I say a lot of people at half time like we were probably 10 points down and we were getting a bit of flack coming in from our own supporters yeah. at, at half time and, and uh, you know, we came in anyway and obviously we regrouped and got in the second half and you know, led by DJ you know, the rest of us got going as well and, and, and won the match it was you know, it was a crazy game hurling so it was Talk about a game of two halves, and like when I say it about the game
0: is evolving, right? So the back door has now come in. Hmm. Tom, I'm uh, reverting back to Tom because it was only last week when I was talking to him, and Tom had said he genuinely believes that Wexford would have won, and and I I, I could see him he won, would have won more had the back door system come in in nineteen eighty nine or nineteen eighty eight instead of in they won the All Ireland in the ninety six and the back door came in to play in ninety seven, and he kind of he felt.
1: Well, maybe they wouldn't 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 have won in
0: '96. No, That's the I mean, no, 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 uh, flip he side of it. He felt that the backdoor system, uh, although it was touted as something that was going to help the smaller counties and was going to get the more games, it was, it was always was to,
1: go, no, it was always going. To it, it was always going to benefit go go the to best teams. Word, I mean, if it got caught once, you, you, had, you had a second by the jury. It didn't. It, it worked in reverse, actually. Uh, but that was what they. That's what the uh, yeah. GA sold at the time. Yeah, but um, that wasn't the. the oh no! but <laughs>
0: Tom, 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 with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, you look
1: at '98. Like you know, we beat uh, we beat uh, awfully comprehensively in, in, in the Leicester final, and uh, you know the turn up and be as in the Ireland, albeit with a new manager, and you know you had the sheep and the heap job, and blah. Yeah. oh when I when I heard Bab saying that, I knew because I knew the awfully lads were proud men. And they did regroup, and obviously, you know, they rock up to um, they rock up to the semi final again. Uh, clear, and and Jimmy Cooney stops the match three minutes beforehand, and they sit down in the field, and you had to... the war ends there. So I remember going up to the to the replay in Turles, and you know they just blew. They were so focused, they just. I knew we were going to meet a different athlete team when we got the <laughs> oh, there. Now these boys, these, uh, they were coming, they were going for us, you know.
0: Mm. And and then the training side of it. So when Brian comes in and takes over, say from 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 Kevin, uh, like it, does it start? does the professional I don't mean the professionalism is the wrong word and it's not what I'm looking for the GA
1: right well, now it, it evolved slowly still I mean you still had Mick O'Flynn was doing the the strength and conditioning and the running and there wasn't that much strength and conditioning done weights weren't really a thing even yeah. at that stage you know what I mean there was no weight programs uh, my weights was uh, clearing out sheds and lifting bells of hay and bags of nuts and stuff at home but, but uh, you wouldn't have a hope of being on an intercounty team doing that now I know it was definitely different times uh I you mean you would see young lads now? You mean they're pumped? Are they any harder? I don't know. They look bigger already. Right, are they? I don't know. Are they? Hey, hold on, John Power was eleven stone. Yeah, no, no. Don't eleven don't stone. Make... <laughs> uh, I challenge any man I, uh, no, no, out no, there no. now to have a go at Power. <laughs> no, I, I, so, I, do you know where I'm coming from? Of course, yeah. No, they were there were they proper are, bulls. Like I mean, you know, they are big lads now and well pumped out and all. But, but some they, of the lads of the old lads were steely. Yeah, and see, there's hard and there's hard.
0: Yeah. Like these lads are, their physique is 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 quite impressive. But I still don't know. It's like the old Mike
1: Tyson thing again. Like boxing, you know. It's, you know, some lads hurl harder than others. You know, they're real to, they're steelier and they'll get into it better. And yeah, uh, you can do all the weights you want if it's not in you. You know, if that steeliness is not in you you're not going to
0: so, so Your first first few years is there with Kilkenny you're training you're bursting the whole the All-Ireland medals aren't coming flying in yet
1: No no. was going to say 91 we got to Tipperary the uh, Cork <clears throat> Tippies in the, in the All-Ireland 92 um, remember the day 91 the, the John Power got his hand uh, ripped on the on the wire and the wire came down after it uh, 92 then um, we beat Cork in the, in the in the, what you call it, in the final, and I was only playing, uh, you know, still only a sub, and, and and I probably wasn't strong enough, Eddie, to be honest, which yeah. uh, to to break into that. There was, yeah, DJ and Adrian Ron, and, and and you know they were the the silky hurlers on the wings, where the the strong lads, yeah, you know, uh, were, were dishing it out to the boys, and the boys were only the finishing, but. Um, over 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 a few years, uh, got stronger and stronger, and you know, what I mean, uh, I was able to hold me on. Then uh, I like. I know you've said
0: that the, the, the experience in '96, you know, winning winning with the club, how high how you, how, you, how you rate it. But can you can you put into words what it felt like to to, to win your first? You know, your all Ireland's. The, the one, which one of them all Ireland's is the one that you said that that's the one that really meant a bit. You know.
1: Yeah, well, sure, look, it was great to get as a sub in, two th- in sorry, in 1992, which was so, I suppose, Do you mean, to be honest with you, the $2,000, I was fully part of it, you know, from and had been for a couple of years before that, because obviously got getting beaten in 98 and getting beaten in 99, 98 was bad enough, but 99 uh, was a killer altogether, you know what I mean? and um, being, being four pints up with 10 minutes to go on a bet, on a wet day and, and, and losing by, by one. I think it was 13, 12, I think, the final score was. Two, coming back. And in, in 2000, I mean, from the start of the year, all Brian had to do was stand there and say, well, oh, you want it done. And it was done. It was a you know it was really it was a, we were so focused that year you know uh, Willie was captain and you know Willie beyond the field 25 minutes or a half an hour which was a long time back that time yeah. before tren and belting the ball I, um, and Eddie been, or Dennis born belting the ball across each other they'd be on a ladder sweat before but just it was, it was we were on a mission we're on a mission and obviously we, we
0: got the mission completed. Is it true? Because I don't know. Because see, some of these things end up in folklore and then you don't know. I, I have to take some things with a pinch of salt, but um, I was told that the bar in Goran, I don't know, a new publican had taken over the bar or whoever it was. The, the locals anyway were good good enough to tear this man apart, but basically he had done a promotion for the All-Ireland Final that every time Charlie Carter or DJ Carey got a score, he'd give them a drink or something along these lines. There was something, someone tried to explain this to me and I was kind of looking at it thinking, you know, that if... I, have you ever heard that before? No. no. Literally, I was told no. this guy had done it, and I was like, "Did, did, did, did he come from Spain or somewhere that you know that he thought that maybe Charlie and DJ were going to be scoreless in, in an All Ireland final?" Well, um, was a
1: good thing with DJ old then Between the borders, uh, I, I to be honest, honestly, I don't know. I'd have to get someone to actually factually show me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I, but you I, that's, mean, that's I'm around going a, a long time, Eddie. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. No, I, oh. I was
0: literally the lads have they've, they've said it to me a few times, you know, but uh, and I kind of laugh it off because I don't know if they're just.
1: Winding me up or whatever you know, but uh, it's something. I remember, we to... one, I remember one time a little quick story. We we're in the FA back in eighty five. We're down in Wexford, anyway, and I was going reasonably well at the time. And Kieran Feeling's father, Tommy Lartemore, did it next eh? And um, he says, you little devil, yeah, he says, I- "I'll give you a pound for every goal you get or three points And that's the way Tommy spoke. Not when anyone knows him. Something he the first match we were playing the home team and often the home team might be might be, wouldn't be the, the, the champions from the county yes. so you know, we clocked up about 3-9 it was a great, great evening and he came over to me after I got me a few pounds and it was just 6 pounds to a young lad at 15-14 oh. in 1985 a good was, was a good, was a good <laughs> bit of money the next match a few more pounds after really came to the semi-final and we got the, the, Mr Knox got, got wind of it anyways Hey, boy, you're not passing the ball to anyone. uh, You get money off of someone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we we had to disband him with the, with the pay-per-play so <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: oh god it was great crack but br- bringing 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 Lee McCarty back to Gorn like you know you, you, you would have had to get to do that is 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 there is there a buzz on that or is it
1: ah there was a buzz I um, mean it hadn't been there before uh, with players from the club you know what I mean and uh, some good players had gone through the club before but it hadn't happened um do you know, it came and went. Do you know, sometimes these jokes are just yeah, just Does it fly by. Flies by. I don't know where the years have ended. I'd love to be 30 years younger and doing it again, but with the same style of hurling, maybe rather than the, the <laughs> we that in a second. <laughs> I don't fancy chasing up the field the whole way. I let you
0: throw your hatchet down on the current game, but but Charlie, like at inter-county level, four Lancers you're two All-Irelanders you have four Manchester titles you have two All-Stars a couple of league titles 18 goals 136 points for Kilkenny that's what you got Um, whether you like it or not I, know you I,
1: I didn't know I didn't go is. look no, no that's genuine that's down you,
0: all your league games championship yeah. games everything else it's a lot but then in, in 2003 just like you know after the, the Dublin league game like it came like a bolt out of nowhere it was the biggest news in sport for a long time you just you yeah. just woke up and decided and I don't believe you just woke up and decided that's it but
1: something happened and, and, and I was building up for a while you know from um, uh, when your when you're player I, I had trained hard obviously I was captain and I, I, was, I, I trained very hard uh, all winter long and I had myself a good nick I I trained hard every year, but I I was coming to the end of my tether anyway. You know what I mean? I was 33 years of age, so I knew I wasn't going to stay around forever as much as you'd like to. But I appointed a a savage effort, and and, uh, I mean, I came to the league, Max League finally didn't pick me, and yeah, that was grand. Uh, But when it was the bank holiday Monday in May. And uh, it was uh, we were down a good few scores, anyway, and I got brought on with about ten or fifteen minutes ago, and we we got the job done in the end. so said so put it like that, and uh, so I, and, I, and I had played my part in it. Uh, back to trend and trend our race went to we opened a pitch above in uh, Galway. I think it was the Pear Stadium actually opened, yeah. opened the pitch it was the last place I ever played actually on Ali on Ali Canning it was uh, a many a battle with and did reasonably well so we came to Nolan Park and, and um, you know it was the first match ever in Nolan Park championship match you know what I mean uh, um, and obviously it was captain and the match went on and we had on five subs and I got left in the line and, you know I, I said I'm going nowhere here I said so I just wasn't enjoying it I always said if I wasn't enjoying the seven the, the seven miles in the seven miles out of the train it was time to pack it up like I can't see what
0: scenario like he won that game so comfortably that day in Nolan Park it was a comfortable win was, yeah. um, not that I think you would be weakening the team in any way either don't, I don't want to be insulting by suggesting no. that either but like was there any f- explanation or was there any merit no, Brian don't do explanations uh, you know that's, that's the way it is so if you've, you've finished in the game you're
1: obviously furious I didn't finish. Look, everyone knows it didn't finish on a good note. But you uh, I mean I made a decision, Brian Cody? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, hundred uh, percent. But did, there was no chat in the dressing room. There was none of that. It was no, no. gear bag and home. <laughs> that the, the same night it was, uh, there was Nolan Park. We we're in the old dressing rooms, and you know there's there's a dressing room, two dressing rooms, and a shower in the middle. Okay, so we wouldn't all fit into one dressing room. So it was over in the far side. And i had made up my mind. I left down the jersey. I left the back where I got it, and. Uh, uh, originally and and put in the bag, and I went to the door and I was sitting standing to anyone. I walked down the tunnel but wasn't there a bloody draft coming into their door and as I when I came out the door, the door slammed behind me i was, she's near I nearly jumped myself, but, but didn't five or six reporters just look up at me, and they had their story they, they had their headline, even though nothing happened that night I didn't say anything. Um, till the next day till I rang Pat Dunphy I said I just withdraw my services so thanks very much says.
0: And, uh, That was it That was it That was it uh, Right because because uh, I'm not going to dwell on this because it's not fair to Charlie and, and it's something that you've moved on from me. you've probably been asked about it seven billion times no, and that's that not fair, fair to you sure of course but ha, like uh, what I often wonder about is your own family your own friends your wife you know you go home you tell all of it, is, it your commitment to Hurling is a, is a massive it's, your whole family is married to it now
1: yeah but looks most sports people don't get to finish the way they want to finish that's just the way it works you know it's, it's very few that get you know just walk over the top and it's you know. I, see, I see it last week I see you Finley it. did it John Wondell earned in 92 uh, and uh, he, he finished up and that, that's a nice way but most people it doesn't work that bad. and so when 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 it's all finished, you've spoken to your family. Everyone's happy. Well,
0: they're not happy with your decision. They're all supportive in your role. I'm sure, and, and I'm sure your own club is delighted to get you with some years left in the legs. But from from Kenny's perspective, it was contact. I know at the time Ned Quinn had put it out that he was going to be making contact, which I'm yeah, sure Ned. Had, uh, and he did,
1: in fairness. Though.
0: Yeah, no, no, because I I would be
1: stunned. But was there was there? Well, ever I know, I know, I knew, I knew there was no comeback. I wasn't going back. I wasn't going back number one and Brian wasn't going to be looking for you know I mean that's just the way it was there was a new band that could get any lads coming anyway you know what I mean yes. and that's, that just happens you know what I mean and, uh, and obviously you know at that time there was a serious new band coming oh, we, yeah. we all found out that uh, for the next 10 years or more you know what I mean and uh, that's just the way it was and was there ever
0: a phone call of
1: well or we'll meet for but I know you didn't you meet for a pint be a between myself and Brian yeah No, you must be joking that ship is well sailed isn't no, it? I I it if we passed them. each other we might acknowledge each other and that'd be it
0: and is that the case for a lot of people who retire? Like, I know Brian McAvoy retired the same day as you. Now, I often wonder, like, that wasn't planned anyway, because, I, well, I, I don't know. I I, assume, I have to assume it wasn't yeah, planned, Charlie. I don't
1: know. I never asked Brian this. I mean, I felt maybe he should have stayed on, you know what I mean? But he felt that it was the same thing. Maybe it did. Yeah, I never really got into it. We didn't go for. Brian didn't go for a pint and discuss it. Uh, Brian McAvoy didn't go for a pint and discuss it. Why did you leave Brian? Or you mean uh, just we went our own ways? You know what I mean? I mean like when you look back on it, have you have you
0: any regrets about? Uh,
1: no. I you I mean I very cleared my conscience. Uh, what I did, I did, and I I lived to it. Uh, no problem with that. As I said, I boil back to not being happy. You know, if you're not happy, get out. You know, what I mean, simple as that. And and I, always love that going into a trend. And
0: you know what I mean, but that that, that season, because you you you've said it to me, like you're working your ass off. You really are putting it in and the whole lot. So, in my head, I'm thinking, right, Charlie's thirty three. He knows he's closer to the departure lounge than the arrivals. He's he's, he's You know, I've got one more year. I'm going to give it everything. And in some ways, then you must feel that maybe the management. At the same time, didn't respect the amount of effort that you were putting in.
1: Well, it wasn't the case of this me last year. You mean, I certainly. Oh, no, did, I uh, mean like that. no, I know that, and I know that. Um, just, you know, I, I knew the next year or two was was going to get a little different, more difficult every year I went on, but yeah, it just didn't work out, you know I mean. And sometimes the harder you tried, the, the worse it's getting. So well, I, said, I said, it's either me or Brian, and I didn't ex- Brian, expect Brian to go. So oh, uh, yeah, as it happens, I, he... I moved on. Okay, and, it, and, and it's something you've... You, you, I've parked you, it up, it's overdone, it's uh, 20, it's 19 years ago and now, so... Uh, isn't it great that we're still talking about it? Uh, we 19 years ago, it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and just could move it on, because I want to, uh, in fairness, like we've kind of had a look at your hurling at your club and we looked at your your own stuff with the county and we've, we've talked about it. it. It sets me up lovely because I want to talk a little bit about this current era five or six minutes we move on but before we go on to that because obviously you're you're very close pals and you're best mates but the Brian Cody Henry Shefflin handshake like is there anything in that or, or how did Charlie
1: Carter read it watching it? Asher initially it was a jazz brainer you're totally line there right but then in the cold light of day you have to see where the handshake took place Brian was gone in 15 yards onto the field so usually two managers walk up the line shake hands you know or very close to the sideline. Well, Brian was, I say, Brian was making a v-line for the referee to give him a bit of, <laughs> a bit of his mind. And uh, I say, Henry kind of came on the blind side, and I say, Henry got what the referee was going to get off him. I say, but look at that, he could have been a little bit more gracious, to be honest with you. But say, let's be, you know, what what it is, and. <laughs> Yeah. you don't think they'll have to be well if I was Brian I, I would have turned around and said well done Henry we, we meet again and if you're going to be raw keep it to yourself and use it the next day rather than now the papers are going to be mad if they meet again down the road it's going to be Yeah, but like you see I often wonder like I, I I, really like you
0: but just say we play each other in a championship match and, and you beat us by a point in the last minute of the game and it's a free that I think isn't a free and then you stick the hand out it's very easy for you to have a smile on your face and say well Ed, great game and I'm thinking the same thing Nah,
1: Heck he was off, definitely really. he was making a V line for, uh, the, for, ref, ref, for the ref Henry got killed sure. in the crossbar. If, when you look at where 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 he was and what what way he was facing, he has to turn around to uh, you know to to Henry. So well. it's a much ado about nothing. Henry was a bit surprised. Uh, there was a look <laughs> on Henry's face when Brian walked away. you I suppose Henry obviously had his own thoughts know, as well. You you you've, you've said it a few times now,
0: so I'm kind of getting the feeling that you're not mad on t- the modern game of hurling that the you're not a big fan of it but like you're coaching Hurling at the moment are you coaching Hurling
1: in the modern game or? I'm coaching a mixture uh, I'm trying to coach a mix, mixture a hybrid version but, of yeah to be honest with you uh, I don't want to be giving too many secrets no, but uh, what do you hate about the modern game if that short game breaks down you can be penalised very very hard and very quick where that ball has moved faster, you know what I mean, and and, and up to the other end of the field. <laughs> There's one, the go. The scoring goal is only at one end. Yeah, right. <laughs> If you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. But um, you mean I'm I, I, I you know, I, I, do realize that you know what I mean. The modern game, yeah, you, you have to be able to do a bit of both. You know what I mean. But um, I certainly wouldn't like to play the passing game to, to a full, you know, the the full extent that Cork were trying to do. And got heavily uh, penalised again. Limerick trying to bring ball through, through places that you shouldn't be going in the first place, you know. And uh, so that my my take on that is kind of um, not, as you said, a hybrid. Yeah. You
0: know? And when you when you the, look at teams today, like 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 Charlie, you would you would you would have pulled a book of tricks. You're playing in the corner forward position. You're
1: playing in a full forward line, you, you know. But now it saddens me Eddie not to see uh, a standout corner forward hurling off the cuff. Everything is kind of systemized. you know what I mean? You would like Charlie was being picked yeah. up by
0: Ollie Canning in there, a cornerback, drill the ball in between the two yeah. boys and let the best yeah. man win.
1: Even when DJ was playing, that's when, when you know when he got the ball, bums come off his of seats. To be honest with you, you know what I mean, because they they knew such a, he had such a bag of tricks in, 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 in his locker. That what's he going to do? You know what I mean. And that was the great. You know where now it's more. Just, just it's, rehearsed. It's, yeah, it's rehearsed. And when you when you look at the, the the current team, because the team we have to
0: talk about now, when we're talking about the modern game, like is 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 Limerick, yeah. um, like. I see some of the scores they're getting, and they're 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 they're, they're absolutely brilliant, um, you know. And some of the hurlers that they have, there's no point in saying that Like I mean, the likes of Kyle Hayes, Garrod Hegarty
1: Keane Lynch, um, actually nearly the whole fifteen. The Dermot Dermot Burns, the whole lot, they're they're fine side, fine side. And people talk about their strength and and uh, strength and conditioning and all level. The skill levels they have are, are unreal as well. So they are, and when you when you add the two of them together, that's a serious uh, concoction, so it not and I mean, you look at the under twenties. I saw them last week, and they look. There seem to be a few more of them that want to get yeah. be a game time on the senior over the next year or two as well. So, but but uh, you know, they're in a good place. But where does because we only need to talk about Kilkenny, and, 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 and where does where does Kilkenny need?
0: Like, how do Kilkenny get to there? Like, what do Kilkenny well, need to do
1: to now? Be honest, which, uh, uh, I've been impressed enough with Kikini this year now I mean um, as a start of year I, I thought we were in a bit of bother in well, fairness to the boys they've, they've knuckled down and the Jettled well I, I don't know we're going to win an All-Ireland final I probably don't think uh, this year I'll be honest with you but it might be beyond them this year but you mean you have to think the likes of own own Cody is progressing nicely, Mikey Butler came in corner back are doing really well. Yeah. A few new additions and they're getting to know each other's game there over the last three or four months. And, you know they're holding reasonably okay. Um, yeah, could maybe do a little stronger center field. It just it doesn't seem to be working out at the moment. You know what I mean? But I mean uh, they definitely come on since started of the year. You know, Like year. Like, when you see Kilkenny at the moment, they they are trying to and during that transition period they're actually trying to play the short game a yeah. it's a, they're pr- trying to play the hybrid game as well they they're not an all-out uh, passing team up along no. the field but they are certainly you know they said Brian didn't do tactics but oh, he's doing tactics. He's, Sorry. He's, he's doing tactics yeah. okay you know what i mean so yeah, you know, and sometimes it, it takes a while to adjust to that kind of a game because, especially if you're not playing at club level as well, like you know, which most Kenny teams don't do. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, you know you put Tipperary and Kenny in the match and they'll play mostly normal hurling. You know what I mean? It's even still, but uh, there is a, there has been a little bit of adjustment in in, in way of playing. It. It, like it is, it is evident. I seen in the I can't remember which of the games it was one of the games earlier in
0: the championship where. Owen Murphy made a run off his goal line mm. looking for the hand pass and then stopped he checked himself and said oh, I'm in bother here yeah. but the hand pass was given and he wasn't there now luckily I think it was against Galway early in the game that could have been rattling the back of the net it's back to you're saying if you're making mistakes in the full oh, back line you're yeah. going to be buried but you can see it transitioning that they are trying to to, to move along um, because are, it's
1: uh, Yeah a little bit hesitant maybe at times but they are moving that way you know what I mean so uh, you mean But is that happening in every field in every
0: club in Kilkenny right now. Like, I wondered if Davy Fitzgerald had won an All Ireland with Wexford playing with a sweeper, okay, and just say they mm. came back the following year and they were about to win the All Ireland again. Like you were down in St. Martin's and I'd say you came across 80% of the teams you played against were playing with a sweeper. Really, yeah, yeah. And because Davy brought it in and into Wexford and this is the way to play. And yeah. like if Limerick continued to win like this, is, is is every club team in the country eventually going to be hitting cornerbacks with their pokeouts and working through the lines?
1: Yeah, just sort look at the. I mean, they're, what they're trying to do is suck up the team to leave room to get room uh, in at the other end. You know what I mean? And and but you can't do it the whole time, or you you will get turned over sometimes. I'm not sure. Is it acceptable to get turned over in that time? And go it? I mean, ahead. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, now, Cork brought it to a new level of getting turned over against Limerick. They just. They turn over every time. Got turned over every time. So they should have changed their play, but it didn't. They didn't. But, um, but Limerick can do because they have the physicality to go through the lines. That the power. You know I mean, the power to break tackles where, where other teams are not up to the same level of just uh, and condition or way behind Limerick. you know some of them. You're still, you're still a young man.
0: Um, and like you've, you've 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 done really really well in the coaching sphere, like you know winning the senior county title with St Martin's. we yeah,
1: we got two out of three down there. Yeah, which is brilliant. And
0: unfortunately, you know, it, it hasn't been the same in St Martin's uh, since the departure. You know, and and am not. Saying that, know, maybe there's a few different. It could be a million yeah. reasons. Chaps, um, some chaps are gone away and, and stuff like that. Into Carlo now, you know, you're going to have your first year there, and it's it's that's it's going to be it's a new challenge,
1: big challenge, it's yeah, a new challenge. And as I said to him when I went down, I don't know any, year. I did, and I didn't really, I didn't know anyone in my shell I just said, I don't, it doesn't bother me one little bit. It says it's a challenge. I'm after, I says, and let's let's go have a rattle. It says. and would you love to take it into the county? Team? Uh no, I wouldn't have the time for it. To be straight with you. Uh, I like what I'm doing. Uh, doing my job, me a few horses, and they take up my time. Um, the the amount of time you'd want to spend on a county team now, just is too much. much. Too much. I don't. I don't know how Henry goes across the Galway and over and back. Uh, you mean. The, I thought it was time to going up and down to, to, to say America Wexford. I wouldn't like to be heading for for the West. <laughs>
0: no, like it is it's a, it's a massive yeah. commute. I was I asked a few people about uh, about their own trip on that and they kinda of said to me, you know, you're gonna be staying in Loch Rea or somewhere like that, maybe three nights a week, which when you have a family and stuff, it's not going to be simple either. But um, I'm sure it's manageable. The the last question I'm gonna uh, two questions mm. I'm gonna give you with like is it are we assuming that Limerick will win the All
1: Ireland? Um there's no one on beatable. they're in a good position and probably even in a better position than they were this time last week because they got a little frightener again uh, Tipperary and I'm sure John Kelly is probably the happiest man uh, in Ireland after the match because they still won by 7 or 8 or 9 points wherever it was and there was you know he had a little stick to beat him with so um, yeah Warford are making inroads into him in fairness to him um, then I think just lot them in the pack after that. and including ourselves. You know what I mean? Well, look, Limerick wouldn't like playing Kilkenny. it's not enjoy it. I mean that. You know, from history, you know, we'd have a go. Ham Kilkenny certainly wouldn't be afraid to have a rattle Ham never were. And um, if you could get to the final, you know, as we've seen, we got beaten in 99 You know, by a, a good young Cork team who weren't given. That much of a chance, yeah. you know. It's so sport is sport. Uh, it was a bit like me going to Leperstown to, to win that race. I mean, I, I was a twenty-five one shot. So, so things do happen, you know. So.
0: And the, the last question I will leave you with, Charlie, and and it's just your own your own honest opinion. Henry has made this very brave decision, in my opinion, to take Galway because I would see them as a top three, top four team. Yeah. Um, Galway will want success, but Henry's career. Like Henry wants wants this. He wants to be a top intercounty manager. I'm sure Henry's career. I think everyone assumes is going to finish in Kilkenny, um, but he'll need to be successful in Galway. Like so, the question to ask is: Is it big ballsy to go and
1: do what he's doing? And is he going to be the next Kilkenny hurling manager? Yeah, you go to Galway and you win, your stock rises. You go to Galway and you doesn't do well, your stock diminishes. it's Like anything, um, he will, I'm sure. He will, unless he makes a bags of it altogether in Galway, he'll be given the Kilkenny job sometime. Whenever Brian decides to pack it up, is it that is it, is it Brian decide to pack it up, or do you think maybe or be shifted? I don't know. Will the county board have the authority to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's uh, whatever happens, happens. I mean. Would, he, would you yeah. think he is going to be the next manager? Or? Uh, th- uh if you ask me at this point in time, I'm sure he'd look like the guy that's in the best position to take on the take on. Obviously he's in Galway at the moment. Did Brian decide to uh, step away this year? Uh, Does that yeah. can't be more someone else to do? Because uh, it Henry's would, up there for two it years. Would, it would certainly look at Brian. Look at Liam Cal and Tipperary. You uh, know. I think everybody assumed that Liam was going to go, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, because Liam was after spending a year doing a hard hard work in, in Waterford and um, you know he didn't want to turn his back on him, so. The same could happen to Kenny if uh, if Brian decides, which he probably won't. Anyway, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. So it was. we'll know in a couple of years we will yeah. <laughs> time will tell
0: <laughs> Charlie it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you there I, I really appreciate your time this evening and uh, it's just
1: it's just been good crack I hope you enjoyed it yourself yeah it was good fun Yeah, you have to bring me down memory lane anyway that's why I, <laughs> I haven't been down for a while but uh, yeah it's good to reminisce no brilliant that was of
0: course Charlie Carter a former Young Ireland's uh, superstar and of course Kilkenny Hurling legend I look forward to joining you all again over the next couple of weeks on the Clash Act where we'll be joined by another Hurling legend